so true. I have to watch every episode twice. I have to watch it once for enjoyment, and I have to watch it a second time to go back and get all the audio. <laughs> I was thinking about doing that, and then, but the second time doing um, audio commentary. I used to do that. <laughs> you did your own audio commentary? No. That's what I thought you meant. <laughs> I thought you did that. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the archives, boys. <laughs> 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 you just went there and did your own audio commentary. Yeah. Going, I f- nailed that. Get in the gates, episode nine. We are talking Thor's hammer this week. My name is Mitch, the full get into gate team. I uh, go around the room, Maddie. Hello. Uh, Reese. Present. Our newbie, our uh, our guide or yes. guide E, I I'm, guess. Uh, I'm not even uh, not even a full season one pledge yet, but no. get there, there, mate. Get there. Yeah. Get there. Yeah. Each and every mate. week. And Brendan, what's up? Doing. Uh, welcome back to Getting the Gates. Uh, we we just talk about Stargate, the wonderful world that is. I called uh, Reese our newbie because uh, he has never seen Stargate before. The rest of us in the room, long term hardcore fans of all things Stargate, and we decided to relive it while uh, Reese experiences it for the first time. We're here each and every week just to break down uh, the episode, and we're up to episode uh, nine, season one, Thor's Hammer. Um, I know we teased at it last week, boys. I mean, do we want to get the dick jokes out of the way now so that we can just get down to the nitty-gritty of it later? We've got or? about 200 episodes with the dick jokes to go. Yes. So, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. Who wants to Who wants to go first? Because I know this is, uh, at least for us, um, hardcore long term fans in the room. Um, oh, we 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 like this episode. I love it. Reese, do you agree? I guess. Yes. Maybe you can kick us off. Yes. Well, I do love Thor to begin with. So as soon as I saw the the uh, the title of the episode, I thought, you know, this is going to be good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I really enjoyed it, and just the um, obviously, you know, kicking through to the the, the technology that they've got. Uh, and just you know the, the hopefulness of of what is I guess the main storyline, and it's not the gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Actually, speaking of, there's a particular phrase that um, who's the chick that greets them as as the team first goes through the gate, and she's like the the the, the wife of the of the mango. Is it Frigga? Is yeah, or Freida, Frey, something like that. Well, Frigga in Norse oh, mythology, Gerwin was, was, yeah. was, Gerwin wife, was one of them. Gerwin, that's it. Yeah. It was Gerwin. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's like the headmistress of the of the town or whatever. She yeah. actually used a particular phrase. I'm just wondering if Reese, if you um, if you flag this. It's said that Thor will come back one day and teach us when we are older. Did that did that ring any bells for you? No. Oh really? <laughs> I just I... thought a couple of weeks ago when we when we um, when we watched the Knox, and they talked about a race. So young and ah, how the young do not always nice. do as they're told. Because I every, every time that woman talked, I just kind of that's when I eat my popcorn. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you pointed that out. <laughs> I actually, I've seen this episode before. I actually quite liked it in the sense she just rode up on a horse like a boss and yeah. says, "Oh, this is what's going on here." And they're yeah. like, "Oh, can we get some help?" And she's like. Okay, come this way. I can't and, give you a horse. Oh, you're a little yeah, short go. for gods. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 and then I shoot you yeah. with my bullets. And I don't like her hair. Well. <laughs> oh, Jesus, the fashion so, report. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though I only just watched, I just watched this episode like yesterday, I actually have no memory of the start of the episode until they get to the planet. Like, how do they come about? the um the knowledge of it anyway because is it another example like I was hitting well, it last like week saying yeah teal holding just, back information mm, yeah that's exactly right yeah. although as as much as I gave crap to the ending of brief candle last week I think 
Hammond's opening line in this episode is probably one of the weakest I've heard as well. It's just so, like, generic. Dr. Jackson, I understand you've come up with some new theory about the Stargate. Like, could that be any yeah, vaguer? Right. Like, that is just <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, so, you you've discovered why the sky is blue, Dr. Jackson. Yeah. That... It's like, what do you mean, General? I thought we knew everything about the Stargate. <laughs> what could Daniel possibly know? I have a Viking theory, General. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like I'm like, Teal, come on, man. You've been here for, as we've learnt, months now, and you're just throwing out this shit. I mean, I guess he did explain himself and said, look, I know exactly how to get to this place. I know all about it, but I didn't bring it up because I've been taught my entire life never to go there. Mm. Um, which like is, he's got to unlearn what he has learned. Yeah. 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 And like, as far as it like that, it's from something I've quoted some <laughs> TV show that I don't remember. It's, uh, it's interesting the way oh, it's Yoda. that you must unlearn what you have learned. Sorry. Tangent. My bad. Where, which Yoda? Is this like Clone Wars or something? I don't recognize the quote. Oh, isn't it from Empire? He says it to Luke. He says you must unlearn oh, right, what you have sorry. learned. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll be quiet now. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he goes, uh, every every Jafar's shown yeah. his coordinates, so we never go there. Well, yeah. Can we get all of those ones that you know and put them <laughs> at the top of the list? Someone get the yeah. guy a notepad. Stack. <laughs> yeah. You don't do anything till you don't watch TV. You don't leave the base. You sit in a room and meditate around candles. Yeah. Maybe just jot something down on a notepad. <laughs> yeah. But I find it interesting that like you know how. Um, not sheltered in a way, but I guess uh, uh, restricted they are from learning things by the gold that they're actually really taught this. It's like, no, no, you learn this place. You learn the, 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 the destination, the combination and all that. You know how to get there because we never want you to go there. Like yeah. They're expendable to the gold, but at the same time, they don't want to lose even a, a fraction of, the, of a percent of the people that might accidentally go to this planet. They don't want to lose the symbiotes, right? Well, I well, guess it's, I guess it's also, yeah. I guess the reading I get on it, knowing what I know about Stargate now is also, it's it's clear that the Gould fear Thor's yeah. people. Like they, yep. they fear like they're mm. like, they're not even going to go, they're not even going to try and just send through a thousand Jafar at once and yeah. try and take out that monument or yep. blow up from space or whatever. They're just like, D- no, just don't, just don't go there. Yeah, you're it's, right. They're, they're, that's the first time I've seen like fear. Like we should have seen it a couple of weeks ago with the Knox, because we find out come the end of that episode, the Knox are a very uh, advanced race, but they mm. don't look it, and the the Gould have never come across them, so they don't know yeah, to as, fear as, them. As far as we're led to understand, they don't even know the Knox exist. Because yeah, exactly. They, they hide them. They, they were going there for the Fenry, not the yep. yeah, not the Knox. Whereas, as far as we know now, whoever Thor is and his people, mm. they're not hiding. They're coming at the Gould and and, and yeah. attacking them. Well, the they front s- and- in the first time you see Thor in the cave is in the hologram, and he mentions a treaty that they have. Yeah, like a treaty of. Well, something. funny, funny you mentioned that scene. Uh, with uh, with with Thor in the cave, <laughs> I, I made something. Oh, here we he go. Made something else. It, now, okay, look, it couldn't possibly be worse than last week because there's there's no way you can make something sexual out of this, is there? No, okay. no. But I just I just wanted. I, <laughs> I, I thought just, this was the dick joke. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just wanted what would happen if Thor met met Thor. I am Thor. Supreme Commander of the Asgard Fleet. I am Thor, son of Odin. And as long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. The gold system lords were so informed. (laughs) You people are so petty and tiny. You were warned not to come here under pain of death. Fortunately, 
I am mighty. Your crimes against the living host and all those you have murdered and enslaved. The gates of hell are filled with the screams of victims. Sentences <laughs> dead. But not the screams of the dead, of course. No, no. Uh, wounded screams, mainly whimpering, a uh, great deal of complaining, and tales of sprained deltoids and, and uh, gout. This gout. is your prison. Your technology will not function here. There are no luxuries, no worshippers, no slaves to do your work. That's the best thing to do! When you tire of this existence, go to the Hall of Mjolnir and face the hammer. It's terribly well balanced. Well, if there's too much weight, you lose power on the swing. Yeah, well, great. Thanks. Thanks for the chat. <laughs> oh. I don't, well done. You've outdone yourself. <laughs> I'm going to say that's from, what, three different... MCU films, yeah. like a yeah. couple well, the, of Thors and, and then a few one Avengers. of them from just YouTube clip, isn't it? That one where he takes, maybe not. No, I know the YouTube clip you're thinking of, that one they released a few weeks ago, what Thor was doing yeah. during the events of Civil War, where he's talking about his deltoids. Yeah. I feel like surely that wasn't... That's yeah. not. No, I, that's not in there. Oh. Where did where does he talk about his deltoids? Where does he talk about gout? Is that a, is it gout? Yeah. Is that in the party at the Avengers party? No, no, gout is the start. This is such a tangent, but um, gout is at the start of Ultron when when they're in the Quinjet and Hulk is feeling all sad and he's actually uh, talking about Hulk's victims. Yeah. And, blah, 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 and then Hulk's like, "Oh no, I feel bad." He's like, "Oh no, they're not real yeah, they're fatalities. Not dead. They're just you know sore deltoids mm. and, and gout." Ah, yeah. oh, right. Okay. How's that? Okay, fair enough. Because yeah, there was one. What was Thor doing during Civil War? Like a YouTube. Yeah, thing. can I? Is, is it unpopular? So I didn't like that. <laughs> no, that? you can say what you want. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I appreciate only, it. Only the, if you say that you didn't like the Ghostbusters comedy that he was also in. Oh, I get it. Penny yeah. for your thoughts, mate. I'm just trying to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I've, I've got a lot of time on my hands waiting for you guys to. I think to there's something record, in here. So. The, well, so they they were talking about Vikings being the third type of being or third type of alien. Is it at, huh? the, at the start? Am, am I the only one that caught that? Or What do you mean? Jackson was saying, oh, well, we've uh, figured out there's a third type of, of being. Um, oh, he says, well, this is the, this is the first they've heard of um, an, an alien race um, impersonating a god, but a benevolent god. It's like a, a god for good, not a god for evil, uh, like the right. Grold of Bit yeah. are doing. So he's saying basically another race, obviously being, you know, you hear from from when the hologram introduced himself, they talk about, you know, the Asgard fleet, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So these Asgardians, for lack of a better term, um, are posing as gods, but they're not enslaving their race. Uh, they're trying to yeah, protect yeah, them. Okay. And, and, and So that's I guess that was Daniel's nerdy way of saying, oh, we could have an ally here. These yeah. are people who are fighting the mm. ghoul and, and being, you know, a benevolent force in the galaxy. Yeah, you know, now cool. that you talk about that, I feel like they didn't really, in in the Daniel Carter part of the storyline, when they were trying to find and help Teal'c and O'Neill, that they didn't really talk about that too much. The fact that, you know, up until now, all we've ever known is that the ghoul, they impersonate Egyptian gods mm. for slave purposes. And now there is evidence to suggest another alien race influenced humans or at least humans throughout the rest of the galaxy and quite clearly the vikings the our uh, ancient humans in our world knew about them i just feel like yeah they would have they sh in a way should have really given a good chunk of this episode to talking about that yeah but, well it's like mm. that was sort of the main purpose of them to go there and then that's one of the first things daniel asks gerwin when they get there is mm. you know where's where's thor and he, he, she just mentions something offhand about oh they've they've not been around for many generations mm. and then he's just like oh okay and just accepts it, and that's it. I saw in, in many ways they're unlike the people that you know not so much worship the gould but are enslaved by them, who see them all the time. It's like mm. humans on Earth, 
you know, name your religion. It's like, well, God's not here, but it's written in a book. They'll be back. So yeah. just keep on keeping on doing what they told us yeah, to do. Yeah, so I guess they kind of just go, well, maybe maybe this race have died out. Maybe the ghoul did destroy them. Yeah. You know, who knows what what's happened. But it's, it's interesting that he didn't ask more information about hmm. Thor's or, you know, their gods, like Gerwin's gods, like the history. Because obviously um, the Asgard on Samaria are going to have a different history to what our Asgardians, you know, um, our Norse mythology are going to have. So it's yeah. interesting that, yeah, while they're just walking, because that's all Daniel and, and Carter did was just walk a hell of a lot. Mm, yeah. It's interesting that that walk and talk wasn't more of him trying to get to find out more about, mm. you know, this. Yeah. He only started doing that when he, excited about. when he went and they found, uh, what's her name? Kendra. Mm. Uh, and then he started asking her the questions about. Oh, that's a good point. Actually. Gold, but Maybe he just got kind of sidetracked on the fact that, he could she was a Gua'uld and she was freed and he just got locked onto the thought yeah, of Sharae yeah. and was just all... I'm thinking about his dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking about her when he was a caveman, though. Back in that <laughs> shit in the dark, was he? He had a girlfriend. Just on Vikings, I found them to be... Well, cocky, I think, because they come out of the gate, our, our team, SG-1, pop yeah. out... And then all the Vikings look over and just... Uh, <laughs> 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 you dead. For like 45 seconds yeah. while the hammer power's up yeah. to scan them all. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? If these guys were a threat and you're yeah. laughing at them because they're about to be possibly incinerated, yeah. they would have killed you seven times by now. Yeah. <laughs> they just sit there just laughing. I'm like, God, you're in a helmet that's way too small for your head. That's not then, offering protection. But I think that that's the reason they're laughing is when um, that chick later on said you're a bit small for gods. So they yeah, obviously knew that they weren't gods and they were just, oh, look at these puny things mm. that think they're... And then obviously... Although that weapon took a while to charge thought, up. I, I feel yeah, like you probably could have just, you know, at a dead sprint just started running away from the gate and maybe gotten out of range of it. Yeah. Mm. I would have thought that it would have sparked up every time the gate was activated. Yeah, mm. that's true. Yeah. You know, but anyway... That's, I mean, that's the most logical thing that you'd think it'd do, but yeah. we, need, we need a time to breathe. But yeah, you, they definitely have that. And clearly, Thor, he's got to be a smart bloke. Obviously, it's working for him. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, are we to assume, though, that just from what Maddie was saying, um, are we to assume then that the Asgards, like the Gould, when our gate was buried um, in ancient Egypt, are we to assume that, that, the, um, that Thor and his people also were heavily reliant on gate travel because otherwise why wouldn't we have a similar device on earth or at least some kind of presence like quite clearly the vikings of old were influenced and were aware of thor and 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 his people that's Mm. why that religion exists um or that mythology why yeah why is there not similar artifact uh, artifacts on our planet um, yeah, why they would have left why did, why did why did the Asgard you know decide to protect Samaria and not yeah. decide to protect Earth? Yeah. Well, I think Earth they're saying is lost, obviously to everybody. Yes, yeah, yeah, I mean like true. obviously to everybody. So like because of the gate being buried, so mm. it's been gone for thousands of years and yeah. and whatnot. So anyway, just just literally then, it's yeah, never a question I've ever had before. It might be stupid, but anyway, Reese, I'm sure you had something far more intelligent to say. No, that was pretty much it. I was, I was going <laughs> to I was gonna talk how, about how they had a, a superhero and a supervillain in Killer Croc there as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the late... Nice. Why was this? Yeah. I was just about to say the late great for some reason, but the amazing James Earl Jones is the voice oh, yeah. of oh, Unas. Thank you, Jones. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. And you know what? Absolutely. I have to say, though... Did you and... pick it, Reese, or did you know? Or you saw it in the I credits? read it in the uh, start oh, credits. Oh, sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the start credits. Uh, yeah, yeah, beginning credits. Yeah. I think I missed it the first time. 
I watched it because I was just too oh no I didn't zoned that in. voice was I never used to read credits but yeah I read the credits and it ruins it for me yeah yeah I yeah. really didn't pick it up when he started talking I didn't associate it with oh yeah that's right I read that and that's him yeah okay. I was sort of just enthralled you're waiting in the, for him to be there yeah the visuals of it you're waiting for him in the big well I suppose dog. you're waiting for actual James L Jones from the Sandlot no oh, like- I did say the yeah. voice of um oh, yeah. yeah James yeah. L Jones the voice of Venus. I should write but, every time he comes on, a.k.a. Darth Vader. So <laughs> <laughs> Mufasa. Yeah, yeah. Or the king Simba. from Coming to America. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, they're yeah. all great roles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that one first. Oh, did, yeah. did anyone get that? Well, he, he says at the start there, um, Jaffa, kill the human, we shall feast together. Well, but because he says, I am Unas. So mm. I always thought that was his name. Obviously, that's the race. Yeah, we obviously find out later on. Yeah, did but, you get that, Reese? Did you get the feeling that he was he was one of a kind or he was part of a, a species? I thought, yeah, well, because Tilk said, you're not real. So I mm. figured that, yeah, was, he, yeah he's like, like the boogeyman. Like there's yeah. one boogeyman yeah. and they use it as a sort of scare tactic. That's what, what would, yeah. probably Catherine Powers would have thought of. I reckon that's how it was written. Yeah. Um, and then obviously then go, it was oh, such a, a cool popular idea. episode. They yeah. actually, spoiler alert for Reese, is they do actually bring back the Unus back as a race of, of people. Like, yeah. there's, oh, there's right, a whole yeah. race well, he of does. Unus. Daniel did say that, that he thought that, that um, there would be a, was it, I can't remember in this maybe, or later he said that there was um, going to be a race of humanoids who were made on the same planet as the Gwaiwold symbiotes. So they would have had a, a um, host prior to humans. Where he said that, yeah, I f- yeah, that was in this episode. I, I, I feel that they established or t- Tilk say it was something like that they were they were the nearest, yeah, yeah they were the nearest species, yeah. So they yeah. were their natural go to host, the home pl- host. The home yeah, planet, planet of the gold, yeah, original planet. I swear he said that, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah I got just how right. did he figure that out from this episode? I think oh, that's myth. why I feel I feel Tilk, yeah, oh. but yeah. that's yeah, it's the myth that's been passed down. But I, I like that he was like he said, oh, you know, it's a myth, and they see it, and he's like, oh, you're real, and then. They shoot it and he kills it and he goes, he goes, it's dead. But then he walks up and goes, they have incredible regeneration abilities. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely dead. Then you, believe. What's that? Oh, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's dead. I mean, it could totally be alive because that's what they do. They're famous for it. <laughs> They're famous for not being right. dead. Yeah, that was a myth. Nah, it's a myth. like so dead. Because you, sh- didn't not, you shoot it? Yeah, it's dead. That's what pissed me off when they shot it the second time and then ran away. I'm like, go and hack his yeah. Head yeah. off, shoot it in the face. Yeah. Like, put it through a wood chipper or something. Yeah. Like, Jesus, especially how off. scared uh, Tilk was. You never see Tilk mm. scared. He's like, yeah. Can we roll some James L. Jones? Java. I am Unas. That's a brilliant. The voice. first one. Oh. The first one. That was the player. Do not exist. Kill the human. Excuse me? <laughs> and we will feast together. I no longer serve the Gwaoold. <sighs> we shall see. Ah, just stay put right Weapons there. Weapons are of no use here. <laughs> yeah, cut out James L. Jones. Insert random voiceover by doing... <laughs> sounds. <laughs> Yeah, that's no James Earl Jones. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> he accidentally rude. I am. <laughs> I know the secrets of the labyrinth. I could help you escape. 
Map would be nice. <laughs> Zero shit's given the video. America! <laughs> Human. You can save yourself. Why do you stay? Java. Why do you ally yourself with a slave? Like it's arch, but you don't care. Yeah. Once. Like it's. If yeah. anyone else delivered these lines, you just be like, mm. Why is he trying to sound like Darth Vader? We were few, but we rule millions. We fed upon the weak to keep ourselves strong. I don't remember him talking this much. No, I love it. I love it. I take pleasure in killing and devouring you both. Growling girl. I just don't get why that O'Neill didn't tackle him as well. Well, he is like a seven foot tall yeah. crocodile alien. No, like He's after Tilk, bullets it's, it's bulletproof. Like, <laughs> Tilk's done the linebacker move and just booze. <laughs> and then O'Neill's sitting there for a good 10 seconds going, oh shit, Tilk's getting <laughs> up here. All right, I'll pull Tilk out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to help him. Like, made no sense. You know, just listening to that, like I know we're talking about Stargate and this is com- a, a completely different subject, but a couple of weeks ago, I'm sure you heard, and it's on getintogeek.com. You can check out the full details as they were when it happened three weeks ago. But anyway, uh, they announced that Disney are making a live-action Lion King. And so all of a sudden people are talking about, oh, the dream cast of voices. Who are they going to do? And and I thought, you can do whatever you want. If James Earl Jones doesn't come back to do Mufasa, mm. don't make the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. You like, know what? I have to disagree. And Jeremy Irons. Oh, Jer- I- no, Jeremy Irons, definitely. Yeah, yeah, like, I started going through it. I'm like, Matthew Broderick? Yeah, he's probably replaceable as adult Simba. Oh, um, f- yourself, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> <laughs> You've had your day. I, I kind of don't want them to make it at all, only because... Yeah, they shouldn't. Because of because I want James Earl Jones to be Mufasa, and after hearing him, you know, spoiler for anyone who's watching Star Wars Rebels, Darth Vader makes an appearance mm. in Star Wars Rebels, and yeah, James Earl Jones is. is doing the voice... Mm. And it's not as good. Yeah. Well, like, obviously, he's, doing... he's, he's much older now. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he's I think he's lost a little bit of that timber in his voice. Yeah. So I just I just worry that if he did go and voice, you know, a live-action Mufasa film, whether it's going not have the same impact. Yeah. Of, they did that I'd rather with... not just touch... Like, if something's perfect, like The Lion King is a perfect film. And oh, yeah. So it's like... Fantastic. If it's... If it's if it's not perfect, if it's perfect, like, don't mess with it. Just yeah. leave, You're never going to improve on that. Just yeah. leave it alone. Like, they've just announced, actually, that... Um, a live action Aladdin as mm. well. But if there's anyone that plays a genie other than, oh, uh... oh. No. <laughs> oh. but no, that's that's been the long Jeez. thing. I've, again, we're going away from gate, but just because we got to talk about how important that that voice was, like yeah. that was a small yeah. role. And oh man, if it, it yeah, that made it. That yeah. made the episode for me. I was like, wow, that was it. they actually got mm. James Earl Jones yeah. to do this. This means like something. the height yeah. of them. Yeah, this is nine only, episodes yeah, into yeah, a new episodes. show. When you talk about his CV and yep. you talk about Star Wars, Lion King, all these things. And Coming to America, said, of course. <laughs> Sandlot kids. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, <laughs> with my dog Hercules. <laughs> yeah. And then you put SG One on it. You're like, well, that's made it now. That, yeah, I feel this like show is now a real. Like, you know what it thing. is? The circle is complete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like just how iconic. Like you're right, Matty. You said it right when we were listening to that. Is that anyone else does that? The way that he did it 
it takes you out of the show, takes you away from mm. the character. You're just yeah. like, oh, God, yeah, it'll probably take you out of their, their entire situation. Yeah. And you'd want to be getting back to Daniel and Carter just to sort of have a bit of reprieve from the overacting or the the over, overdone mm. lines, I guess. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right with yeah. the whole Aladdin thing. You know, that's bit, before they announced that live action, before they announced Lion King, people were talking about, well, they've done Jungle Book. Mm. They're going to start doing more of their, of their old films. Well, but that's the thing because they're... Well, talking about the original Jungle Book, they mm. did that. Who the guy who voiced Baloo? I can't remember his name, but they actually brought him back to do the Tailspin. Yeah, the spin-off mm, that Disney right. did. That mm. He did the pilot, and they went, "Oh, you know what? Too old, buddy." Yeah, and right. Flicked him for a for a younger bloke. Well, who did just as good a job. Transformers. I mean, say what you will about the films, but they brought back uh, Peter Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen to do Optimus Prime. And I mean, as bad as those <laughs> movies are, mates. right? Check, check out my Instagram. He and I, great mates. <laughs> we can put that on our uh, on on the Getting Gate as well because that was a great <laughs> photo that all, geeks across the world will be jealous of. But I mean. Age of Extinction, number four, Transformers, one of the great pieces of shit that cinema oh, has yeah. released. I can still smell it. So, oh, God, that was bad. It. You remember our podcast we did for that? Holy God, did we rat on that film. <laughs> but I can still listen to him do Optimus Prime all the yeah. time, right? So, yeah, it's And just, the fact that he's also like Eeyore and, yeah. and Predator, like he's another one of those just great, amazing voice actors. Yeah. Well, actors just have that voice that you can just listen to, read the phone book, and you don't care. Yeah, and I only bring it up based off what Brennan just said, because uh, the guy who, who was, you, I'm sure you would know, the original voice of Megatron from the old series. Oh, I, why is his name escaping me right now? Oh, I'm so ashamed of well, my s- <laughs> dare you, that's Megatron. No, I'm saying you're <laughs> Frank... <laughs> Frank Welker. Frank, Frank Welker, Welker right? That's fine. No, no. See, oh, okay. Frank Walker from National Tiles. <laughs> <Now>, <laughs> Michael Bay... Did actually go after him. Hey, like this is he a Michael Bay free zone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> the director of Transformers 2007 did actually go after Peter Cullen, got him on, but brought back uh, Frank Welker, Frank and Welker. he was too old to do the voice of Megatron for the new film. So they they got Hugo Weaving, tremendous mm. actor, and uh, that's because that's a- how much of a freak Frank Welker is. Is the fact that his voice of Megatron was not altered in any way from the original cartoon that raspy, gravelly mm. disgustingness was all Frank Welker. With Optimus Prime, they've kind of deepened his voice a little bit and added a little bit of um, electronics to it. But um, but yeah, Frank Welker. He also does... Um, do you remember the old gar- gargles? Getting back to Disney. Um, <laughs> yeah, they need to make not, a live action Not the Stargate. Well, yes. um, so yeah, the Gargoyles God, cartoon, do you remember um, Bronx, who was like the only yeah. gargoyle without wings that just did all those growls? Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Frank Welker. Jumping around, yeah, he nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing, it's like Sorry, it, back to something like that. Like, something like that could be no, so memorable. Yeah, mm. and James L. Jones, like it's just yeah, like the height of the show to go after him, who plays one of the most iconic cinematic characters in history, mm. and it's like come and get him to do essentially. Like, we just listened to possibly all of his dialogue in the that's, whole show. It went for two minutes and ten seconds. Mm. Yeah, he would have been in a voiceover booth for an hour, yeah. done a couple of takes. Yeah. And he walks in. You imagine the audio guy. Like he's sitting there on stage. Hello, <laughs> Mr. James Earl Jones. If I had a girlfriend, you'd kill me. <laughs> Seriously, can you do the line again? That wasn't good enough. Oh, you know? Yeah. Can you do the whole thing again? I didn't repress record. <laughs> you don't know the power. <laughs> but I actually thought watching this. So like when I, I I got reminded that it was him reading the credits, like we were talking about, and he started to talk 
in those first few lines, I'm like, oh, this is a bit James Earl Jones light because yeah. he hasn't got that real deep, mm. slow talking like he does when he's Darth Vader. But come the end of the episode, when he was getting very sadistic at the end, there is like, we can feast on the human together. I'd, and I'm I'd like, oh, to, that's the JEJ I love. I'd know? love to see like a behind the scenes feature where like he's been recorded in the booth, so you just you can see oh, his I can see it on oh, yeah, yeah. of like him, him getting all slithery as the Unas. I think the just... dude who did, was the Unas did a great job. I don't know if they knew mm. if they were getting. I don't James know. That, that was James Earl Jones. <laughs> the look on your face just oh, then. Nice. <laughs> the dude in the suit did a good job. Well, he would have had to have just. I'm assuming they would have record, recorded James Earl Jones first. That was Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so that guy would have basically just had to have been miming, you know, to, to yeah. get lip sync. I don't think that. That's not usually. The no, way they do they do him first. Yeah. Re- you really yeah. think they they're gonna go? Okay, so James Earl Jones, we're gonna get you to lip sync lip sync to some nufty in a, no, he in a just, rubber suit. No, I mean, he just yeah, like oh, absolutely. No, that's how they. That's, that's how, how they, they would do it. Do it. No way. Yeah. Well, when well, they make so cut- they'd have a speaker there. What do they do they when they make Toy Story? That's what they do. Do they do the graphics when, or do they do the voice? They do the voice. Whenever you do yeah, any animated... Live, that, actually, well, projects are different, honestly. I, I've, any animated I've stories, film yeah. and any like family well, guy, all that sort of stuff. he did the voice over of Star Wars. Yeah, because David Prowse, yeah, the you, guy who actually did... That's, that's what I love. You go onto YouTube yeah, and check Darth it out. Yeah, Darth lip... Yeah, but you didn't have to lip sync Darth Vader. No, but I'm just saying the guy who did... Who was the body, this six foot seven bloke or whatever, who was... And he was... I think he's an English bloke. And he's walking around going, the circle is complete. You do not know the power of the dark side. You know, and then they bring in James Earl Jones. Rebel scum. The story goes, David Prowse, and I apologize to him if he's listening and this is wrong. The story I've always heard is that he was pissed that he got dubbed over by this other actor. But then you watch it now, you're like, I, no, okay, one, only ever hearing James Earl Jones, no one could have ever done that, that voice better. But then you go and watch David Prowse do it. You're like, dude, you're physically that was, that intimidating. Was never going to be you. Don't open your mouth. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, he came back and did numbers two and three. So he was quite yeah. happy to get the paycheck when That's it was the biggest was thing say, in the world. I wonder if he was the Unas in this. Is Mr. Jones in it? I'll do it again. Yeah. I, I need, the, I need the, the fourth credit with him, please. Yeah. Um, well, either way. But yeah, well I, ju- I just can't imagine that they would. They would tie one arm behind James Earl Jones' back and make him have to match his performance to some nufty in a rubber suit. Maybe. I feel like they'd make the nufty in the rubber suit mm. match his lips to James Earl Jones' performance yeah. rather than the I other like way logic. Yeah. Because, to be honest... I'd they, hope so. I'd find that disrespectful. To be honest, otherwise. this first season of Stargate wouldn't be able to afford James Earl Jones for an entire day. So it would be mm. a couple of hours, yeah, say this, and then this bloody killer croc that we've got, <laughs> we hire him for 300 bucks a day and we'll make him... Lip sync your voice, yeah. and because then if they go and re-edit the scene, and they they have to like possibly draw him back in to re-record mm. some other dialogue and stuff. But again, maybe it, out of respect for James or Jones, yeah. they re-edit it in a way that they don't change his dialogue. Unless you know? it was just another repeat of Star Wars in the terms of they had this nufty in the rubber suit, he recorded the lines, and they went, "Oh, that's terrible," and they find out a week later after they've shot possibly. it, "Hey, we can get James Earl Jones," yeah, and he just dubbed the voice over. I don't know. Absolutely it's, possible. My Google app, I think, has been listening to us because it goes to this. Oh. Voiceover of Star Wars. That's oh, man, creepy that's as freaky. hell. What? That is why I don't own any, any Apple technology. That's when it goes. <laughs> I do not own any Apple. It must be when we say okay or have you YouTube not, or something. Have you not seen Terminator? Like, this is how Skynet starts. Yeah. Well, since Terminator Genesis, this is how Genesis starts. I mean, <laughs> it was basically Apple and Siri. <laughs> and Resident <laughs> Evil, the little red girl. So, anyway, I always thought that the Unas, that was his name, but it's actually credited, or well, not credited, in this mm. notable quotes thing. It's got each line, O'Neill, Tilk, Thor, and then under that, it's Ruax. 
Oh, really? Oh. Is the Unas's name? Because well, in go. the start credits, it says James Earl Jones as voice of Unas. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe that's if, a hindsight credit. They, yeah, retconned it. Yeah. Because I they guess you can, you can take it either way because he he's, his opening line is, I am Unas. Yeah. In, so that could refer to but a being proper a noun or a Fire and yeah, water, there's, the alien's name is Nem, but it's never said in the episode either. Mm. No, Amaroka said about 30,000 yeah. times. <laughs> I have no idea. Neither does Reese. We're... We'll catch up in a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, he comes out. It's like us coming out. If we're a myth to a race and go, I am human. It's like, yeah, the, the, mm. the, the stories you've heard are real. But um, mm. yeah, you're right. Like, at this stage, that's that's just what we know is, is Unos. And yeah, like, he's a. It's almost more intimidating to, to maybe even think that there is only one of him and he's been around for this long. He's He's been around long enough that he is a myth to the Jafar. Mm, yeah. He's like the good version been trapped of, there. of yeah. a vampire and or something. For so long. That's what I love about it, the the prison is that it's not an execution chamber. It's essentially a prison because Thor sends him down and he doesn't kill them when he puts them there. That's what the hologram says. He goes, you can stay mm. here. You'll have limited supplies yeah. to, to be able to survive. And, you know, if you get bored... And and you have enough, and it's enough torture. You can try and get out, and you will die. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know, giving yeah. someone a life sentence and a loaded gun. Yeah, yeah. but it's just like, yeah, it's like, well, the <laughs> host, can... the host can leave, but the symbiote can't. Yeah, yeah. it gives them a choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. saw which, one. Which it's again, like victimless, I guess... a, a, a perpetratorless crime in a way. You know, mm. it's like here, yeah, oh, the, the onus is on you. Yeah. Which, us. I, which I guess yeah. is good. Isn't oh, it? the onus <laughs> is on you. Just moving straight past that. Um, I guess it's another again, good thing. Shattered, that... he didn't get to say that. That uh, it, it, it lends more credence to the fact that, you know, the Asgard are this, you know, uh, benevolent race that are sort yeah. of just like, mm. got, well, we understand if you're a host, you're in a bad got situation. they the over a heater and mm. just running a train on them. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Where does the heater come Why are you the running heater. a train over a heater? No, running who, a train on them. It comes from Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. Who did um, build... The, so Thor's hammer is like the, the gateway out of the prison, right? That's, yeah, at first they thought it was yeah. the monument, but then they realised yeah. it's just that, that just little that doorway. Mm. So who built that technology? Because, I mean... The they, Asgard. Well, Thor. Yeah, so the Vikings wouldn't be able to repair it. So basically, SG-1 came up, yeah. fucked yeah. it, and they go, oh, well, good luck, we'll guys. Seal the en- <laughs> they yep. said, we'll seal the entrance. So mm. it's yeah. basically... Yeah. They'll, you'll be safe. Yeah. <laughs> they, no one comes here. They they're just locked in there, and now yeah. the host dies as well. Completely defeating the purpose of what <laughs> yeah. the Asgard have done. Yeah. Exactly. So now exactly. the host and the and the symbiote die. So it's yeah. fine. Yeah, you're right. And to think that sure, if a human goes down there, a human host is yeah. likely to die. But if it's years. something like an Unas, we saw how strong that prick was. Like he's mm. probably going to move a few rocks he's out of the way and, way just, and just yeah. walk out. Yeah. You know, that's what I love about SG One. They show up to somewhere. They completely change the way that the society lives. In this case, they didn't. The Vikings weren't affected, so it's like, oh, we got to we got to destroy something. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The you web. Know, you know what pissed me off though? Like they didn't even try to extract the symbiote. Maybe put it in a leg. Lead line box and yeah. try and walk it through <laughs> yeah. to see if it tricked the senses. No, no yeah. he, he gave her a lead line box at the end. He goes, like, hey, here's the Carl Sagan yeah. box. Just have that. That's fine. Yeah. See, That'll here's do. the thing. So, I didn't even give it a go. It's like, no, nah, we got it. We can't even go back. Yeah. When, when Teal like, nah. went into Thor's hammer, he's standing on, oh, and then they tackle him out, but they tackled him back into the prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they just tackle him Try and out. tackle him the other well, way. That's, that's, what I, that's what I thought too, but the door seals shut. There's a door behind. Yeah, right. Okay. So every when the the gold goes into it, the door seals shut. So then, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's oh, the old seal the door oh, the trick. Seal- <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, you, you've just got to know Kendra's magical little rhyme. Yeah. Well, there's one more thing I can try. Is there? I learned this from the songs of Thor's people. Oh, 
Speak friend and enter. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, that's just ben. gibberish. That, just I feel word. like she, I feel um, like she's accidentally stuffed up those words and got them around the wrong way. Yeah. I bet you Robert you C. S- Cooper wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, you see Carter and Daniel look at each other going, what the f***? I would have just loved it if she's like, there's one more thing I can try and then says that it didn't work. She goes, oh, well, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. There's one more thing I can try and just strip. <laughs> those, those lines. Why would you think I'm going to uh, say that? Why not? That? <laughs> She's hot. Those lines. <laughs> she wasn't so annoying. Carve the rune flow. Read the might. See the rainbow. Test the white. Mate, all she had to do was hold her hands out. there for 10 seconds. <laughs> like, and that's it. She didn't have to say anything. Well, yeah. Was it the voice activation? Or was she it just her putting her hands there? It was a combination it. of both. Rocks don't have ears. It's just, yeah, there's no, there's, there's no sensing of a guy. Well, there, yeah, you can come in. Mm. That's all that was. <laughs> we get a day spa in the back. If you know, <laughs> yeah. It's just the Asgard version of unhooking the velvet rope. Yeah. Just going, come on in. <laughs> the ghoul's like, I never, I mean, yeah, the Unas is like, I never saw this room before. I've <laughs> been missing out. Can I get a manicure? But you're right about them destroying it, like how they had, no questions about it, except for Daniel. He's like, we can't do this, Jack. This is our only yeah. way to free Sharae and Skara. Oh, my God. He's like, no, we have to do it because we've got to save our friend, which yeah, is yeah. fine. But I will come back to this point because I've actually already seen yeah. the next episode. I'll come back to that, um, why that completely gets contradicted in uh, next week's episode. But, uh, yeah, Daniel's Daniel's objection. We'll, we'll speak other, about that next week. Th- was this the first mention of Junior? Yes, that's episode. what I had written down. That's the yeah. first time that Jack actually refers to Teal's symbiote as Junior. He does oh, yeah. He does that a lot. I think we've called right, it that okay. earlier on, but that's actually yeah. the first time he's um, he said that's it. That's a thing, is it? It is. Yeah, it's just his little pet name. Oh, for no. The Sagan Institute Teal box. That's what, that was the one. Which, hey, here's a cool thing, though. He's obviously at the time, like, because everyone knows who Carl Sagan is, yeah? No. Sure. Really? He's like the the like the number one atheist in the world. He's like um, oh yes, yeah. uh, massive. Like he's, I thought that he's, was Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> <laughs> only no, for people, only, only for haters on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even even Ricky Gervais would better Carl Sagan. He's just yeah. like he's like an amazing um, scientist and all that sort of thing. Um, there is actually wait wait, now, wait wait. So he has facts. And <laughs> yeah. No, his thing's called fact. He's actually one of Don't believe um, them. one of his one of his greatest quotes that I love so much, and I say it to my parents who are both Christians just to annoy them, um, especially around Easter time. He says, um, <laughs> "Just for a real gut punch." Yeah, <laughs> I um, well, I tried. <laughs> side, here's another side tangent. I tried to explain to mum how heaven is just like the Matrix. So it's just like, um, well, it's like, well, I said to her, well, if I'm an atheist and you're a Christian and you go to heaven, I'm not going to heaven. So how are you going to have a heaven without me? And that made her brain explode so much. She she cried on Easter and I felt really (laughs) bad. She just said, this is what your God does to you. I'm a a terrible son. Um, But one of Carl Sagan's great lines is, um, is I'd I'd rather perceive the world how it is. Now I it up. (laughs) So brutal. I did some Shakespeare in there, right? <laughs> Nailed it. It was written down, though, let's be honest. <laughs> I didn't have time to learn it. Um, there is actually a Carl, Carl Sagan Institute now. In 2015, a Carl Sagan Institute was actually created, oh, cool. whereas back in 98, it, it didn't what? exist. Oh, hang on, hang on. But what, an atheist what church? Do you, what do you do? You go there to not believe in something. What? 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 Institute. An institute. institute. He's a scientist. It's a science institute. Oh, oh. I think it's just on the atheism <laughs> side. Was... And I'm like, wow, no, no, All the amazing. atheists went there and talked shit about religion. <laughs> No, that's that's oh, it's essentially that's this what, room probably that's fun. And they reckon he's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's uh, he's <laughs> he's f- dead. 
Jeez, if I was surrounded by, like, you know, informed, intelligent people, we could have a conversation about Carl Sagan, but nothing. <laughs> sorry, sorry. A scientific nice. institute uh, absolutely makes sense. Well, they shouldn't sense. even yes. have a word of... of- Atheism, that's what Ricky Gervais says. They shouldn't have a... No, that's, that's what our I mean, God says. Well, there's not a word for people who don't believe in fairies, so... jeez. <laughs> <Like, laughs> oh, I, I bet everyone was okay with that comment, too. I love Ricky Gervais. even if like, they did, it's like, you know, when you reach 30, it's like, oh, where's Benjamin? Oh, he's off in the garden looking after fairies. Oh, okay, right. we got to go. <laughs> You're right. It's the only uh, one that's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Carl Sagan, it is <laughs> far better to forward. grasp the universe as it really is than to persist in delusions, no matter how comforting. Oh, and you smash you your phone. Did you just break that's your non-Apple phone? <laughs> it's not It's not an Apple, so it didn't break. Oh. oh. No, it just, it just blew up. <laughs> Dude, that's oh. the oh. <laughs> I'm on fire. Oh, this is the first time we see the um, Gould healing device as well, the little hand... Yeah. Waffle cone thing. Yeah, didn't yeah. Jackson go off at that? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, she's trying to heal a broken arm. He's like, no! I'm assuming he oh, thinks whoa, it's like a, a ribbon, ribbon device, device or something that yep. like the, uh, like yeah, the bra yeah. was wearing that blasts people. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that was, idiot. I guess the conceit, but... <laughs> like the, the, the chick, the, or their guide, or whatever her name was. Kendra. No. Cynthia? Yeah, yeah no, Ken- that, was. that was the other chick. <laughs> G- Gerwin. Gerwin. And then, yeah, she, she wasn't... Uh, when um, Daniel shouted out, she's like, "Oi, shut up!" Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Like he's already spooked. In that moment, how sadistic that he must think they were when he's been led by them, like mm. so calmly, and she's like, yeah. "I'm just going to walk these two oh, suckers yeah. over to see her this killer child." Yeah. <laughs> are you considering the same tactic as I? Kyuk, the cliche is, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" The answer is yes. But I think that is, that is I think, Jack's first mention of a cliché, which he then goes on to later down the track yeah, show, his, show his disdain for clichés. These and many other clichés yeah. <laughs> will be a part of this show. It's Never run with scissors. <laughs> That's my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is uh, Thor's Hammer episode nine. Um, thanks for uh, joining us this week on Get Into Gate. You can uh, hit us up on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, simply at Get Into Gate. Drop us an email as well. Uh, you can uh, obviously send your comments and questions through the socials, but uh, emails, if you want to get, get a little bit more in-depth, uh, getintogate at gmail.com. And, and Mitch um, will reply to every email Oh, yes. Um, I mean, that's, that's 18 hours of my day already, mm. so just go easy, guys. <laughs> uh, and depending on where you're listening to us, we are available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Of course, the uh, parent company of Get Into Gate is Get Into Geek, where we uh, explore everything else outside of uh, Gates. We've got a lot of uh, TV talk going on, movie reviews as well, so Get Into Geek on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and getintogeek.com, housing Get Into Gate stuff as well. So you can find everything we're doing, getintogeek.com. My name is Mitch Lewis. You can uh, find me at Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Maddie, Hi, Pitch Maddie. Reese. I am at the Flying Gibson. Brandon. At the Brendan Gibson. Beautiful stuff, boys. We are back next week to talk. The episode is The Torment of Tantalus. Oh, God. God, I'm always so worried I'm going to say that wrong. So that's good. No, it's phonetic. Okay, cool. Good stuff. Yeah, as in in tantalizing, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. Tantalus? Tantalizing. I'm tantalized now. I think it's a guy. Isn't it a dude? Oh, I didn't hear you, Mitch. No, we're flirting about tantalizing each other. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, shut up, Brennan. Let's get back to that. (laughs) (laughs) Get into geek.com.